I'm Fleur East and welcome back to the reality of reality TV, where we peek behind the curtain of all your favourite reality TV shows. Ready? Yes. Hi, I'm King of the Jungle, Harry Redknapp. And I'm here to tell you all about my reality of reality TV. In this episode, I caught up online with Mr. Harry Redknapp the winner of I'm a Celebrity, who went from football manager to reality star and now has his own reality TV show, Harry's Heroes. I wanted to talk to Harry because he was my jungle campmate. We made an unlikely friendship on I'm a Celebrity and I instantly fell in love with his personality. So I wanted you to get to know him. Harry is an absolute joy, loving life as a happy-go-lucky granddad. As I speak to him online, he's in his house, waiting for the football to come on. His wife, Sandra's cooking in the kitchen. His dogs are barking away. And we have an interesting time trying to get him mic'd up, but we sort it out in the end. Hazza, is that your dog in the background? Yeah, she's snoring. <laughs> Sandra, stop snoring. (laughs) So, I cannot believe I've done it. I've got in his busy schedule. He's made time for me. It's my mate, MC Hazard, or to you, Harry Redknapp. (laughs) Hey. Fleur, how you doing? I'm so, so happy that you've agreed to come onto my podcast, The Reality of Reality TV. Yeah. So I'm going to go straight in because... The reason I wanted to talk to you is because obviously you're a real good friend of mine that I met through reality TV. But not only that, your experience was quite unique because you've never done reality TV before. You're not even from the world of reality TV. No, You're from the world of football, which is completely different. So first question I want to ask you is why the hell did you decide to sign up for I'm a Celebrity? Why? Because they paid me loads of money, Fleur. (laughs) I can't think of any other reason. It's no good me sitting here going, well, I wanted to meet these, you know, and I wanted it. It wasn't. They went, we give you this. And it kept going up. And then I went, yeah, go on then. And I said to Sandra, I said, listen, alone. She said, you've got to watch it. You've got, you don't know what you're doing. I said, look, they said they, they, the people ring up, they vote you out. I said, well, I could be out in two days. We can have holiday in Australia. They're paying me all this money. We're going to have a lovely holiday. I, I didn't know the voting didn't start until about 12 days in. That was the biggest shock I had. <laughs> I thought it was after one day. You went in there and they went, OK, get one out, get another one next day, someone else out. I thought I was going to be out there in about, I thought I'll be out one of the first or second out. I'll be out in two days. <laughs> but this is what I love about you, because I remember the first time I met you, I was like, have you ever watched I'm a Celebrity? And you were like, nah, got no clue, don't know what it is. And I was like, oh, no. no. I mean, that day we went up on the air, on, on, on the helicopter and I thought, what is happening? Where are we going? What's happening? I didn't have a clue, you know? And then doing that boat race. Oh, my God. As we got out the boat trying to get up the bank that was all muddy and slippery and someone pushed me up from behind and I twisted me in there. I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to last one day, let alone any longer. So... After you've experienced it, now we can look in hindsight. What was your favourite thing about being on reality TV? I just think meeting all, all you guys, honestly. I mean, you know, it was so different for me. Everyone I talked to all my life has been about football. It's football, sport, football, football, football. Suddenly I was in there with all you guys, you know, show business, 
completely different world to any anything that I'd ever spoke about before. And it was, I just thought it was great. And I had fun and, and watching you sing and dance and <laughs> it was a great experience for me. And everybody in in that group was so good, so nice. I mean, we couldn't have had a better time, really. Everybody was just fantastic, yeah. which, uh, which made such a difference, you know. Yeah, so I asked you before we spoke to give me some things that you've realised after being on reality TV. And one of those things was that you realised reality TV is for real. Yeah. So what, what do you mean by that, Az? Well, I thought you'd go in there. I said to Sarah, she said, look, you don't get any food. I said, don't be silly. I said, it's only a television programme. There'll be a caravan out the back. You'd all go off the, they'll all sit there. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm. You'd all go out and have a bacon sandwich, cup of coffee, cup of tea, cup of biscuits, come back. Okay, everybody back on set. You'd all sit back and you'd all start. I said, that's what happens. I said, I've, I've done commercial things in a couple of times. You know, they've always got a big caravan there where they feed all, this, all the, the crew and everybody. I said, it, you know, and she went, oh, I don't think they do. And I said, well, I'm sure they do, Sandra. You're wrong. You will get food and you will. there will be a caravan at the back. But she was right. There was no caravan, was there? I was still looking for it. <laughs> You were. What was the moment that it kind of hit you? What was the moment you realised, okay, no, this is real? Well, when we got in the camp and I saw what we were, you know, the beds and everything, and that first night sleeping there, I was sitting, I was sleeping right by the fire and the smoke was just blowing in my face. I woke up next morning, I had a sore throat, my eyes. I thought, what are we doing? You know, this is going to be so tough. Yeah. I was sort of running out of steam a bit after a couple of days and, uh, they said, look, ask, go, and go down to the, uh, what was it called? The Bush Telegraph, wasn't it? Yeah. And tell them that you want the doctor to give you a tonic, you know, that you can put in your water. And But he wouldn't give me one. He said, no, you you know, you've got to get on with it, blah, blah. But after a couple of days, he did give me some. But uh, it was just tough. It was really it, everything that you see. That's how the toilets were disgusting, weren't they? Oh, God. I mean, the whole thing, really, there was nothing nice about it except the people that were in there. <laughs> you didn't do anything to prepare for it. So how did you even last that long, Harry? Well, I don't know. I just Everybody kept me going. I mean, you know, I'd wake up in the morning, you'd be awake. We'd go and have a shower. I mean, I still laugh about that terrible. The worst thing that happened was when Sandra said to me, <laughs> what did you do when you was having a shower with Fleur? I went... What do you mean, what did I do? She said, when you was having a wash and you was washing your backside, you give Fleur the soap. I went, no, I never. She said, you did. Anyway, I've seen that, obviously, plenty of times since then, and uh, she was right. And, and you were so nice. You'd seen what I was doing, and you still took the bleeding soap off me, you know? Sandra, so I was so embarrassed, Harry, when you'd done that. I went, I didn't know I'd done it. We'd been living together way too long by that point. I think I just wasn't phased by anything. I'd had cockroaches everywhere. I was like, I wasn't bothered. <laughs> so being a football manager, you're used to having so many eyes on you. And being on a reality show is similar in a way. Well, I, I think we forgot about, you didn't see any cameras. So you forgot you were being, it was just, we were just there. I mean, it's not like you see anybody filming, you know, like uh but I think what I did, Fleur, it made me, I started having a laugh again. I mean, I did become a miserable git when I was a football manager. I must be truthful. It's hard. You're on your own. You get beat. The players are in the dressing room. You're not one of them anymore. You've gotten being a player to being the manager. Mm. And now, you know, you've got to keep them disciplined. You can't have a laugh with them. 
it's it's so different. You get beat, you take it home with you. It's all on your shoulders. And uh, you know, when I went in there with you guys, we had a laugh, and it was just it was fun, and it took me back to being a player again when I used to love a laugh and a joke, you know. And and it really did. And since I've come out doing that show and I've retired from football, then I have found myself enjoying myself much more. And, and, and I think laughing and be happy. Although Sandra might not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because I remember talking to you while we were in the jungle and you said the thing that you would take away from it is that you learned to laugh again. Yeah, I did. I honestly did. I mean, I used to come home on a Saturday night after a bad defeat and I couldn't talk to anybody. It was... Uh, you, really, when I look back on it, you don't realise at the time just how low you're getting. Scary, scary low. And that was how I'd be. I used to have a mate come up with football with me. He was my good pal, Clive, and he'd come up with me and we'd have a laugh on the way up, perhaps, and have a chat. And on the way home, if we got beat, I didn't speak one, I wouldn't say one word to him. And he wouldn't say a word. He'd just sit there because he knew what I was, how I was, you know. Saturday and Sundays when you got beat were difficult times, you know. We never went out with anyone for dinner. I never made it. I said to Sandra, don't make any arrangements to go out with anybody because if we get beat, I'll be no use to anybody. You know, I just couldn't pull myself out of it. But uh, no, I don't have that anymore now, thankfully. So we're enjoying life more. Yeah, it's interesting though, because obviously in the world of football, there's a game that you've got to play and it's based on skill and you have a result at the end of it. But with something like I'm a Celebrity, there's no real game. It's like you're just kind of in there being you. So how did it feel being voted on just being yourself? Fleur, I'll be honestly, it, not at one stage. I'm, I, I thought this show really was about people that could entertain. I said to you after about five, I said, you'll win this easy. You know, you were so, your personality and the way you were, you sang, you danced, you were, <laughs> it was amazing. I thought, if I can be the third, second or third one off, I'll be happy. Never entered my mind that I would still be there, at the, you know, at the end. It really never entered my mind once. I didn't go in there with any idea, this is what I have to do to try to win this, because I'd never seen it, so I didn't have a clue what it was about. You know, the funniest thing was the day they come in and did the vote, the night before the voting, you all sitting around the fire, and I was sitting at the back with Noel Edmonds, and uh, I said, what, what's going to happen? And the other one was going, oh, I'm nervous tomorrow. You know, I said, what's going to happen tomorrow then? And you, one of you said, well, tomorrow, they, Holly's going to come in with, um, who was it, Anne or Deck? I can't remember who it was. Deck. Deck. <laughs> was it really? Oh, if you'd have said that £100 bet, I'd have said Anne. So Deck's coming in with Holly, and they're going to say, it's not you, it's not you, it might be you, and they're going to pick two people. So Noel Edmonds, who was sitting at the back with me, he covered his mic up. He went, Harry, this don't concern me and you. Me and, me and you won't be going anywhere tomorrow, that is for sure. And the next day, he was the first one voted out, wasn't he? Which was, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked at that. I must be truthful. <laughs> I, that was the biggest surprise of all to me. When that happened, did, what what were you asking in your mind? Were you thinking, how are these people voting? I don't know. I couldn't understand it. What's what's he do wrong? Or why why would they vote <laughs> you out? Or I mean, when he first came in, I said to him, didn't I? I said, how long are you in here for? And he went, what do you mean? I said, well, how long have you got to stay for? Are you just here for tonight? He went, no. I said, well, what, you've got to stay a couple of days, have you? He went, no, I'm here for the show. I said, but how can you be? It's been started five days ago or whatever it was. How can you suddenly come in it? He went, well, I'm, I, that's what it is. I'm in, 
I'm in the show to the end, you know, but he wasn't, was he? But I didn't know he was in the, uh, I didn't know someone came in halfway through it. I absolutely love that. When you win a game though, like you know why you've won because you know you played well or you've got something to measure it on. Yeah. But when you won of a celebrity, how did that feel? Because you just won it because people liked you. It was strange. I mean, Fleur, I swear, when they said, and the king of the jungle is, I didn't know if it was who had won it. I'd be truthful. I wasn't sure, you know. But no, it was a shock. And it's changed my life completely. Now people, it's, it's, it's women and kids who come up to me. It's not men anymore talking about football. It's all women and children. <laughs> Everywhere I go, little kids come out. I feel like these little girls want to pick you. I feel it's weird. <laughs> from from when we come out of jungle, Flo, we went to uh, Dubai, me and Sandra. On the way home, we stopped off in Dubai. And we went out the first night, we went out to a big steak restaurant, held about 200 and odd people. And we, as we were waiting for a table, someone saw me. Next thing, the whole restaurant stood up and they're all singing me name. There's only one Harry Redhead. I thought, what's happened here? Sandra went, as her, she went, I thought we, was in, we were supposed to be having a quiet life when you retired. What you done to me? And that was it. It was crackers, you know. Everyone had been watching the programme and... Suddenly that, and it ain't stopped since. I mean, it's still, you know, wherever I go, it's, it's completely different. Hi, it's me here. Um, it's at this point we had to change his mic and in typical Harry style, he took it in a stride. So Harry, you mentioned that when Noel came in, you thought that he was like playing a character. And one of the things that you've shared with me is that you realised it's real people in reality TV and people aren't acting. So when did you realise that? Well, when he came in, he, he, he was suddenly, he was the emperor. And he stood up, remember, he was roasting up and he was all in the Colosseum, whatever it was, you know. And he was up there and he said, OK, we all had to line up. And he was going to choose um, an assistant or whatever it was called. And he picked me, didn't he? And then I began sleeping that thing with him, the... The what was it called? The palace, it was full of yeah. flies and beetles and cockroaches, and oh, it was murder, you know. And and I got cramped the first night in both legs, and Noel is under the sheet rubbing my legs, and I'm screaming. I, I'd never met him before, and suddenly there he is trying to get rid of the very strange situation. I thought, what am I doing here? What is happening to me? You know, you know. Honestly, I, I I thought like the Big Brother, and I just thought you know what people had told me. I just it's all acting. <laughs> Obviously, you know I realised pretty quickly that it wasn't. You know, but the whole thing was a strange. You know, getting to Australia, being taken to a hotel with a lady looking after me, Tina, and people have come up. Hello, Harry, how are you going? We're from London. We're big West Ham fans. Oh, is this your mate? Uh, it's not. Oh, no, it's not my wife. No. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing here? I can't say, well, I'm here to do a, I'm a celebrity. You mustn't tell anybody. So I didn't think I'm, I've got a strange bird out in Australia I've turned up with, you know I mean? <laughs> then going out for dinner with her to the Italian restaurant and the, Italian, the guy who ran the place was from Croatia. Ah, Red Nab, he said, you're my favourite football coach. You managed all my famous Croatian, I have seven or eight great Croatian players I managed over the years. And he went through all the names of them all. I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to get you a nice drink. What do you like? What? I said, I'll have a nice glass of red wine. And your wife? I said, no, it's not my wife. Yeah, don't worry, Harry. I'm a man of the world. I understand. Don't worry. I said, no, no, you don't. No, not my wife. 
honestly, you're so funny. I think what surprised a lot of people has, to be honest, and from talking to people after coming out of the jungle, was that me and you became such good friends. Did you expect to actually make genuine friendships when you went into the jungle? It, that was the good part about it for me. It was really, uh, it really was, you know, the, the whole lot of us just got on so great and uh, we made friends for life. Uh, you even took the soap off me, so you must be a friend. <laughs> That's ride or die right there, Harry. How many friends would take the soap for you, Harry? Not many after that. No one. <laughs> I will never forget before we went in, you know, there were always these rumours about who was going in. And at one point, one of my friends was like, oh, Harry Redknapp's going in. And I was like, Redknapp? I was like, yeah, I know that name. And they were like, mate, he's a legend. Like, he's a massive football manager, Harry Redknapp. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk to Harry Redknapp about. Honestly, I was dreading it almost. I was like, I don't know what conversations we're going to have. But then being in that environment, we just clicked instantly. Yeah, no, we had a, it was great. It was, we had a... And, you know, as I say, I love the singing and, you know, to be around. I love hearing people sing anyway. That's my my favourite thing. I'm just music mad, really. I love it hearing. I used to love listening to you sing, you know. And Emily could sing as well. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was great being around everybody. It was real fun. Talking of singing, Has, I remember when you sung My Way at the Jungle Arms. Oh, no. Poof. Oh. Frank Sinatra, if he'd have heard that, I mean, what would he have done? I thought you were all right. He'd have turned in his grave. Well, I grew up in the East End of London. I used to draw, used to come around past the pubs on a Friday night and everybody was Frank Sinatra, weren't they? Every pub, you would someone would be singing my way. And now, uh, the end is nearer. And so I face her. Uh, they always ended up with ah uh, at the end of it. The final <laughs> curtain, ah. Uh, it was amazing. Every pub had someone singing like that, and that's that was where I that was what I did. I think you just what I loved about you so much is that you just surrendered to the experience. So you literally just went along with pretty much anything. I remember I even got you rapping at one point. Has oh, I loved the rap. That was great, and uh, you know, doing a bit of uh, what was the other thing I did? The not grinding. No, it didn't do grinding. Yes, know. grinding. And the other one where we done the flossing. What was it called? Flossing. Flossing, yes. I used to be good at the hula hoop. So perhaps that, we used to have them at the training ground when I was a player, you know, hula hoop. We used to do that in training, do the hula, in the warm-up. Well, it came in handy, that's for sure. For me, your defining moment on the show has to be hands down when Sandra came into the jungle. I'm really excited to see you. No! <laughs> Can you believe it? No. Have you been watching it? Of course I have. You, you don't really know the impact of it's had everywhere. <laughs> People think I'm mad. No, I think you're amazing. I don't want to let her go now, that's the problem. I want to hang on to her. The dogs well, okay? Yeah, they're good. All they're the kids, good. Yeah, everyone's good. fine. I can't help this, it's terrible. <laughs> It's not like me. I, know, is I it? said that. I said, it's well, not like me. he will cry because he's old school. Yeah, I am. I don't normally do I? Even your fans that you had before you came into the jungle, for people that didn't really know you too well, maybe weren't familiar with your career, the moment they saw you 
meet Sandra, that's when everything changed. Can you remember that moment? Well, what I mean, the thing was, Flo, what happened when I had to go to the Bush Telegraph, they said, I mean, you've got to leave the camp now straight away. When you go out of here, go straight out, turn left, don't go back in the camp. I said, well, I've got to get my water bottle. Why have, I, why have I got to go up there? What am I doing, a trial? They went, no, you're not doing a trial, but you need to go. I honestly, I thought, because when I went in there, Sandra had had sepsis twice, and I thought, I said to the to people when I went in, I said, if, any, if she's not well at any time, I'm out of here straight away. She so said, the, the producer's waiting for you, and someone's going to speak to you when you get up to the, to the bridge or wherever I was going. And I thought oh, something was wrong, you know. So when I saw her, it done me up, you know. I, I was, uh, I, I really thought, oh, what's happened? You know, I thought there was something gone wrong, and she, she wasn't well or something. So I did crack up. It was a funny thing. Was when I remember we had to go and see psych, what was it, psychiatrist or whatever? Is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. And I had to go to a lady in Wimbledon. Did you go to her? Yes, before we went on the show. Yeah. I thought she was Miss Whiplash or someone when I went in that house. I thought, what am I doing here? It was strange, you know. Am I being set up here or what? Who's this strange lady talking to me? Anyway, she said to me, will you cry in the jungle? I went, well, don't be so stupid. What am I going to cry for? She went, well, you, do you think you might cry? I said, no. But, yeah, when I saw Sandra, she was right. I did. Done me right up. Had you ever cried on TV before that moment? No. No, I got beat before and lost games. But, no, I didn't cry. No, definitely not. Oh. Were you surprised at how how natural you could be in that environment. Like, for example, like you said, we forgot really early on that the cameras were even rolling. Were you surprised that you were able to be so relaxed? Yeah, yeah, I was really. I mean, it was, but everybody made you feel relaxed, you know. I mean, it was, we got into a routine. That was a good thing. We under, Once I knew what was going on, the first couple of days, I thought, oh, I ain't got a clue what's happening here. Um, but then once we got into a routine and we settled down, it, it was it was just great. It was good fun. And, yeah, I mean, I think I could have stayed in there for another couple of weeks. I was quite enjoying it. And I enjoyed that hammock up the yes. top. I used to sneak up there and have a kip in that hammock, didn't I? When they were going off to do a trial, I thought, that's good. I'm going to have a kip now. <laughs> I think you're the only person along with me that has said you could stay in there longer. Yeah. It was just the food you missed. But then we had a couple of days at the end, didn't we, where we, we went to the pub and then we had, a bit of, we had some chips and stuff. It was no hardship in the end, really. Do you think your your career in football prepared you for something like this? Because the bugs you weren't phased by, you weren't phased by doing the trials, you weren't phased by walking through the jungle. No, what happened? Fleur, my holiday every year from six months, I was six months old when I first went hopping with my name, hop picking down in Kent. It made the jungle, the jungle looked tame compared to hopping. <laughs> I couldn't explain to people what it was like. It was all people out of London, the east end of London. And we'd get on the back of an old lorry and everything was packed in a, in, into a tea chest. They used to have tea chests, not cases or bags. We just had a tea. And it'd be back at the back of this open back lorry. It was incredible. And the old, all the old girls in the street, my nan and Sally South and Violet, all the, they'd all sit on chairs like I'm sitting on there on a lorry. Right, we no not strapped in, with all these tea chests behind them jammed up, Whoa. and like we and the kids will all be leaning over the backboard of the lorry, and then you got down to hopping, and you had an op house, you had a, a asbestos thing that no one had been in since the year before, and the only thing in it was a wooden base of a bed, and two bales of straw, so then you made your bed out of straw, <laughs> even the pillars were straw. Now, that straw would be sticking up your bum all night, 
sticking in your ear. There'd be mice running around in the spring. Whoa. You had bird's nest up in the corner that you're trying to get rid of. I mean, and at up past five in the morning, they'd come and wake you up and you had to get up, put your wellies on and march down to the op fields to pull, pick ops. My nan would be picking ops all day from seven in the morning till five at night. Her hands would be bleeding. But that was where we, and we, that was five weeks, but it was like the best thing in the world. We'd come out the East End, never seen a cow, never saw a pig or chickens, never saw grass. And there we were, all these kids running amok down in Kent, nicking things off the farmer. Wow. That's where I started. That's what I did for, until I left school at 15. Every year I went up in with my nan. That prepared me because there was m- mice and rats and bleeding everything running around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so hopping with your nan is what prepared you for the jungle, not your career in football. What, what, do you think, what do you think your secret was? Why do you think you won? I don't know. I really, it was... I think we was all just ourselves anyway, but... I think none of us as campmates were surprised. Like, from maybe being with you for, like, two, three days, we were like, yeah, Harry's definitely winning it. I think when people got to see you for you, like, the real person, hear all your stories, see how down-to-earth you are as a person, so humble, I think that's what won it for you, to be honest, Has. Yeah, I think people don't know you when you're in football. As I say, you get thrust in front of the TV someone with a microphone at the end of a game, you just lost and, you know, you've got to stand in. People don't really get to know, you know, I think it, it was the first time I'd been able to sort of, in, people see me enjoying myself and having a bit of fun. I haven't been in a pub for 45 years probably, you know. Wow. Um, because, you know, you can't do that when you become a football manager. You can't be going into pubs drinking and because, you know, everybody's got opinions and, you know, you'd end up. So, yeah, you ch- your lifestyle changes really. Um, but I, I went in there and I was back to where I was when I was younger and, and had some fun with some lovely people. Oh, has. So a lot of people could say you came from the world of football, you were retired. Like you say, Sandra's like, what have you done? We're now back in the spotlight. What is it that you love about taking on all these like new opportunities? Because I don't think you've ever said no to much. Like you love it. You really enjoy it. Well, people ask me to do things and and I've done it. I mean, I've just done a show with Jamie and um, we're, you know, suddenly we've got Rory McIlroy on, we've got Robbie Williams, we've got Tyson Fury and all, all people that, you know, I never thought I'd get to speak to. And, um, you know, it's been a great opportunity for me to sort of meet different people again, like I did in the jungle with you lot. People ask me to do anything, Fleur, I'd always do it. I do it. It's not that you're getting paid for everything. You do things because... People have got a job to do. People should say, I mean, why do you always used to stop when you was a manager and talk to the reporter on transfer deadline day when you was in your range row? You'd always stop. I said, well, they've been standing there since 7 o'clock in the morning outside the ground in the middle of winter in January. He's got a job to report back to Sky. And everyone used to drive past all the managers and splash them with water in the paddles. And all. I used to stop and chat to them, mm. not because it was anything in it for me or I wanted to I didn't need to be on telly. But just, they've got a job to do. And I think if someone's got a job to do and you can help them, that's always been my way. I'll give up my time for anybody if, they, if I can. That's what I love about you so much. You've still got time for everybody, no matter what position you're I in. I think you have to, Fleur, you know, I think be nice to people on the way up because you meet them on the way down. That's the first thing anyone ever said to me when I went into football. You know, I, I talk to everybody. I can walk up the cafe up the road and have a cup of tea in the morning. I mean, I was up there yesterday. One, cars are going by, I'm... 
you know, Harry, ooh, ooh, hey. I'm way too <laughs> There's some people out there, went, oh, Harry, I went, yeah, I said, I've got a long day today. I said, I stand here all day. I said, he only pays me a fiver, this Gary here who owns the calf. I said, I've been here since eight o'clock this morning. No. I said, yeah, he pays me a fiver, but also I get a bacon sandwich and a cup of coffee. <laughs> They're looking at me like I'm serious, these people. I said, I just, I just stand here waving all day. I like people, Fleur. I like people. Yeah. Talking to people is never a problem for me. Do you look at reality TV differently now, now that you've experienced it? Um, yeah, I still haven't watched a lot of it, Fleur. I'll be true, but I haven't watched a lot of it. I mean, I was on Gogglebox, but then that's different. I didn't find Gogglebox was, like, natural. You knew the cameras were there and you have, you know, you are, it, it, it is more like acting. You, you know you've got to say something to, you know. Uh, that was very different. Mm. Sandra found it hard work because she's pretty quiet. And, you know, it was hard sitting there, to be honest. But uh, people love it. I know it's a very popular show, but I did find it quite quite difficult, you know. I enjoyed doing Ari's Heroes. Yeah, what was that like? Oh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I was away with all the footballers. We're all gone on, a, you know, all England players. We're on a road trip going across to Italy. We had a great time. Had a real laugh, you know. It was it was great fun. Now, I've enjoyed that, and I did Sandbank's program about down where I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good fun. So I've enjoyed doing the reality stuff I've done. If one of your peers or someone that you know came up to you and said they'd been approached to do a reality show, what would you say to them? I would, yeah, certainly. I would say I'm a celebrity. I tell you, when I, Ian Wright, I said, "Right, do it." You know, you love it, Ian. It's good fun. Uh, but he can get the ump easy, you know. I played golf with him, me and Jamie, this year, and he, get, he can get the ump, you know, when his golf is not right or saying he really does get the needle. He, he's always got that bit of edge about him. When he played, he was always like that, you know. Um, so I thought he might he might get fed up and get a little bit um, a bit hungry in there and lose, you know, lose it a bit. But he, I thought he did well, actually, in there. But I said to him, do it, he'd love it. No, if anyone asked me about doing I'm a Celebrity, I'd say do it. You've had a great experience and I'm honestly so glad that I did it because I got to meet you, Has. Yeah, no, that was a real bonus, you know, and we, we've got friends with you and your family and everything, you know, we came to the wedding. That was amazing, the wedding. Seeing you there, you know, and your mum, your dad was there and mm. some great people at that wedding. Well, this is the thing about reality TV. It's like I never would have thought in a million years that the day I get married, Harry Redknapp would be sitting at my wedding as a guest like that's crazy it was great it was great oh, we loved it <laughs> well thank you so much Hazza for gracing us with your presence on my podcast I'm gonna go and watch some football it's the first you know we're back playing football now so it's back to football again so we're gonna have football day and night now in this house until the end of the season <laughs> I still haven't got the part I really want though Fleur I really want a part in East Enders. That is my long-term dream. Yes. I want to be in the pub. And I, I can see it now. I've got it planned. They're at the bar. They're going, yeah, I hear Redknapp's moved back into the uh, in, into the square. Has he? Yeah. Well, he's gone skin. I think he lived down in Sandbanks. He must have done his dough. And suddenly I'll come in the pub. Hello, Harry. Just talk about you, mate. Yeah. And there I am in East Enders. <laughs> I would love that. Get me in. Get you in. Dirty Harry. Has, we'll get you in there. Dirty Harry in Albert Square, for sure. Fleur, love <laughs> talking to you. You too, Has. Thank you. Love to all the family. I could talk to Harry all day. He has so many amazing stories. Now you know what it was like sitting by the campfire with him. 
EastEnders, if you're listening, he's ready for Albert Square. No, seriously, he's actually ready. I've loved reading your amazing reviews. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just click to rate and leave us a review. Use the hashtag reality of reality TV on socials and don't forget to subscribe. You can catch me on Hits Radio Breakfast every morning from six. This podcast is out every Tuesday. And in the next episode, we're going from king of the jungle to queen of the jungle. You'll hear from Geordie Shaw fave, Vicky Patterson. So I could tell where this conversation was going and I, I, it was getting deep. And I just want to let you all know that my under boobs are sweating like I'm nervous. Can't wait.